Welcome to Dave Brubeck, Legacy of a Legend. I'm Josh Jackson. Brubeck formed his first quartet in 1951, playing at the Blackhawk Club in San Francisco and touring college campuses. Saxophonist Bobby Militello. At that point in time, he would have had three of his kids, and they were on the road in a station wagon with those three kids. And so you got to feed them. And I mean, seriously, you got to feed them. You got to do this stuff. You got to, your car breaks down. You got to fix it in some strange town where you don't know anybody. You got to do the things you got to do. You got to use the telephone at that point in time, which was harder to use. And you got to call up and get all of those gigs. And you got to follow up and do what you're doing. At, uh, and with three kids in the car. So this is before Take Five, this is before the notoriety. This is before Time Magazine. This is before, you know, he had singles on every jukebox in the United States. You know, I mean, it, it, it's be, all before that. And he was working pretty hard, at, but still maintained his integrity. Always maintained. Still to this day, maintains his integrity. Evening. Every night you come and you find me. Must you always remind me That my gal is gone Bassist Eugene Wright joined the quartet in 1958 and stayed for 10 years. Dave didn't come up as a rich man, you know. He had his day. And uh, when I met him, he was in, in the, uh, the Black Hawk, and he had a thing going, uh, anyway, they would play. And he dashed, when we finished the set, to that little delicate, uh, little grocery store on the corner, getting milk and stuff to take home to his family. Because, you know, it wasn't making much money in those days. Those were those, hard days. And then when he broke out with that, uh, the Times, yeah. When that came out, then things started happening for him. In 1954, Time magazine featured Brubeck on the cover, and his popularity increased a great deal. <laughs> Everybody should know that Iola Brubeck is the woman behind the man, and uh, she. Uh, no one's really done much on Iola, but uh, Iola is really a major driving force in his life, and always has been. Remember the uh, Jazz Goes to College series that Dave did? Yeah. That was Iola's idea. Yep, she called all the colleges, set up all the gigs, did all the stuff. Yep, and look what that turned into. Brubeck's Jazz Goes to College was a series of live recordings that brought him to the attention of Columbia Records. They kept the idea going with live performances from the Basin Street East Club in New York City. ¶¶ 
1958, the quartet was asked to be on a State Department tour of Europe and Asia. Bassist Norman Bates decided not to join them. So the drummer Joe Morello had a suggestion, Eugene Wright. Wright had been playing in swing bands with people like Count Basie and Cal Jader for years. And I told uh, Dave right off the top of the, of the thing, now we're into, into the juicy part, Dave, I don't know what you all are playing. That didn't mean I didn't know the tunes. I just didn't understand all the counterpoint, all the stuff they were doing, and all the lines and things they had going. I said, Dude, you know, Dave, I'm a rhythm bass player. So it wasn't a question that I wouldn't know the music. It's just a question of the, the style he had, you see? because he had a different style, and he, he changed the, the rhythm and jazz and things like that from, oh, he made a big change in that all through the years, you know. Love to me is like a summer day Silent cause there's just too much to say Still and warm Eugene Wright is African-American, and even though in the late 1950s the Dave Brubeck Quartet was one of the top groups in the country, it still wasn't easy to have an integrated band. Brubeck formed one of the first integrated army bands while serving under General Patton during the Second World War. He continued to stick to his principles through the years. Saxophonist Bobby Militello. Mid-60s and all that stuff when they were on the road, and they would hit some towns where he couldn't stay at the same hotel as the band. Uh, some places that didn't want, uh, that wanted Dave to replace the bass player on the gig because they didn't want a black person on the stage. All these different things, and Dave would just walk away from the gigs. He's really a principled guy, and, uh, and has stood up for those principles. Those principles were in, uh, ingrained in him fairly young. And they stuck with him. In 1961, Dave and Iola Brubeck joined with Louis Armstrong to create a musical called The Real Ambassadors. It was about several themes, but it called out the irony of being ambassadors for the United States on State Department tours. They traveled the world as representatives of the best in American culture, while in their own country, the civil rights movement still struggled to elevate African Americans above second-class citizenship. I neither smoke nor drink nor swear My habits are sublime And at the risk of seeming square Resist temptation all the time One weakness I possess In all meekness I confess My one bad habit is falling in love. More music and information can be found at LegacyRecordings.com. I'm Josh Jackson, and thanks for listening.